Good morning. Uh, Good afternoon, actually. (laughs) Today, I'm speaking about honoring the elderly and thinking about the issues relating to aging. Now, before you switch off and say, oh, I'm under 40, under 50, under 60, under 70, how can that be relevant to me? I want to just remind you that however careful you are and you ha- whatever good habits you have, you know, eating healthy, keeping fit, buying all those beauty products, you are going to age. We can't avoid it, you know. And secondly, all of us know older people around us in our family. And each one of those older people are precious and significant to God. And we want to honor them and listen to them because in a thousand ways, they are heroes of the faith in our culture. And so we're actually going to listen to some of the older people from Kings as they speak to us this morning about what it's like to grow older. It is not the end of the world that it's, there's actually a benefit to growing older and to use life experiences and our faith in God that things will be all right. I would like people to know that um, old age is no disease, it's not a sickness, it's something common to all. You reach at the age when you are no longer a young person, then you are old. I like them to know that being old is brilliant and that we are not very um, as wise as one would make out. The older you get, the wiser you are. But we are wiser because of some experiences that we've endured during our lifetime. And being old is just great. No work, no getting up early in the morning. Brilliant. I would like people to know that it's not that bad being old because some people have a different view of old people, but I'm very, very happy that I am go. God has blessed me to this age. Well, I think it's a wonderful feeling because you have so much leisure time and you can communicate, meet up with people of your own age group, join the clubs and look after each other as best we can. I've learned to make friends from various nationalities. I made friends in Sweden 34 years ago. They still talk to me on the phone. They still send me Christmas cards. And in fact, one of them came here during the summer. I think one of the things that I really enjoy about being older is that you don't worry forever about what other people think of you that you you concentrate. Getting older puts our life into perspective so that the important things are being understood and helping others, even as we help ourselves. During my lifetime, I learned that to accept Christ as your personal Lord and Savior makes such a difference in life. Before I knew God, there are so many things that went wrong. But since I know God, I'm, I, I'm very peaceful now, and it's really helping me through my journey. 
over my lifetime, I've learned that um, God is faithful and that regardless of what we are going through, we can trust him, we can depend upon him. He never fails us in ups and downs of life and um, difficulties in life. I claim his promises and yes, he stood firm and true with me. It is great to hear their faith and optimism and wisdom, but there are issues about aging and there are questions about how we honor older people. You know, what does it mean to honor our parents, to honor older people in the church? How can we find ways to learn from older people? How can we talk about the sometimes conflicting concerns about care of the elderly, you know, independence and safety, uh, selfless care and boundaries, healing and the hope of heaven? How can we support people who are already caring for elderly relatives? And how can we reach out to lonely old people in our community? You know, I think our culture doesn't have some you know, many good answers to those questions. Yes, we do see some older people in the news, some older people on TV. It's great to have, you know, the, the older countess in, the, in Downton, the series, or to have the wisdom of uh, David Attenborough or Trevor MacDonald uh, in a, in a um, you know, program on television. But often ordinary older folk feel marginalized, and they feel that this this emphasis our culture has on youth and staying young sort of casts a shadow of shame on aging and admitting weakness. There are over 11 million people aged 65 plus in the UK, and 3.5 million of them live alone. Nearly 70% of those are women. They're widows. They're alone. The majority of older people in a recent survey said that they experience discrimination. This is a diversity issue. They feel they're treated like children, that their skills and talents are not used. Yet despite that, nearly a quarter of older people volunteer regularly. And certainly here at King's, I don't think we could run without the retired people who give their time and skills to this church, helping in rainbow rhymes with younger parents in Wednesday welcome, making teas and coffees, welcoming people into the building. We're so grateful that many of you don't retire in the service of God. You know, for human beings, this is a quote from uh, Atul Gawande, who wrote a brilliant book on aging. He said, for human beings, life is meaningful because it is a story. And in stories, endings matter. And, you know, I think our culture tries to sort of wipe out that last chapter of people's lives and make it invisible And, uh, you know, certainly won't even mention uh, death and the closing of a chapter. 
And because of that, we dye our hair, we suck our stomachs in, we play down the fact that we are aging because we're scared of feeling old and useless. And that's the feeling we get from our culture. But what does the Bible have to say about aging and honoring the elderly? Well, certainly there's a theme throughout all scripture about respecting older people and learning from their wisdom. But it's more than that because actually God chooses older people often and they are very much central to God's story. Think of Abraham and Sarah. You know, they were well on in years before they had Isaac, the child of the promise. Or Caleb, he didn't get into the promised land until he was 85. Or the apostle John, as an elderly man, he had the vision of the the sort of cosmic end and God's glory and victory in the book of Revelation. And you know, the Bible, in the Bible, God doesn't let off older people towards the end of their lives. We read in the Bible that when older people fail and sin, God notices. You know, Solomon, Eli, Moses, they faced judgment because they didn't keep faithful right to the end of their lives. They made mistakes. So the lives of older people really matter. And it's great in the Old Testament because sometimes older patriarchs, literally as they are dying, they pronounce a blessing on the next generation. They hand on the baton. And we need to find a way for older people in our community to do just that. So I want to uh, bring out three little stories from the New Testament that show us a little bit about how God views older people. The first one is Zechariah and Elizabeth. This is part of the Christmas story in Luke chapter 1. And Zechariah is a priest in the temple, and an angel comes to him and tells him that him and his older wife are going to have a baby. It will be John the Baptist, the forerunner to Jesus. And uh, it's a bit interesting because Zechariah argues a little bit with the angel. I, I wouldn't recommend that. And he says, well, how can I be sure of this? I'm an old man and my wife is well on in years. And the angel answers him, I think a bit fiercely, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I've been sent to you to bring you good news. So why are you arguing with me? And he silences Zechariah for nine months until that baby is born. Don't argue with angels. But when John is born, Zechariah declares his faith and he names him John as the angel had told him to do. And then actually God gives him a wonderful song, a prophetic song that he sings out. And it says this, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. I think Zechariah got the message that there was no retirement in the kingdom of God, that actually God wanted him to serve him 
all of his days. There was a new purpose, a new lease of life as they raised John the Baptist. God delights to do unexpected things in the lives of older people. What about Anna? She was a widow of 84. She was always praying and worshipping in the temple and hoping for the Redeemer to come. And when she sees Mary and Joseph walk in with the baby Jesus, she immediately knows this is the Redeemer. I mean, just to get a scale of the things, the temple is massive. The complex is massive. It's, it's a bit like an older person spotting Mary and Joseph in the glades on a busy Saturday. But she was so in tune with the Spirit of God that she saw them. She went and spoke prophetic words to them, encouraging words, challenging words. And Mary and Joseph marveled at this older lady's words. When did you last take time to ask an older person in church what they're praying for, what they're longing for, what God has put on their hearts? I meet with a a small group that we, we pray regularly for people in the church, and most of the people in that group are retired. And I'm always amazed at their faith and perseverance and care for the church. We have some amazing older people in our community. But what about Jesus? Did he care for older people? Well, there's a story where he's moving from one town to the next, and he's surrounded by disciples and crowds of people, and he's going into the city of Nain to preach the gospel. And as he goes in, there's a funeral procession coming by, and he stops and It's a a man that has died, and his mother is already a widow, and Jesus sees this woman. says, when the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her, and he said, don't cry. Now, obviously, there was the grief, but don't don't forget that, you know, there was no pension, there was no social services or NHS in those days. In fact, in a patriarchal society, a woman with no close relatives was vulnerable, probably without income and property. And so Jesus sees her need. In fact, in the whole of the Old Testament, widows and orphans and those who are strangers amongst us are like a category of of people that we as the people of God need to reach out to and give social justice to because they are the marginalized, vulnerable people in our society. And so Jesus goes towards this widow. And he reaches out to the man who had died and he says, get up. And the dead man sat up and began to talk and Jesus gave him back to his mother and they were all filled with awe. And praised God. A great prophet has appeared amongst us, they said. And God has come to help his people. And God always wants to come and help his people that are vulnerable and marginalized. In fact, in the New Testament, we see that again and again. That the church went out of its way to care for widows, to care for the marginalized. 
in the days of Pentecost. You know, imagine it, the new church uh, filled with thousands of Christians that needed discipling and small groups popping up all over the city. And yet the church gave its best resources and its best leaders to feeding and caring for the widows. That's thought-provoking, isn't it? I think there are many ways that God wants us to respect and honor and care for those who are older. And I think there's three particular areas we need to think about. Firstly, is our own immediate circle. Secondly, is within our church. And thirdly, we need to be reaching out to our community. Our immediate little circle, I mean, it's not just our family, but maybe uh, elderly uh, aunts and uncles, good friends of the family, neighbors you've lived by for ages. All of us have older people in our circle. And I would just encourage you to not be passive, not leave it to that sister who always does the caring. But if you're the member of a family, reach out to the older people in your family. You know, the Ten Commandments make it very clear that we're to honor and care for the elderly, our parents. And actually, there's a blessing that comes with that. And that was picked up by Jesus. And uh, in Matthew 15, we read about him talking to some Pharisees who actually were dodging this responsibility. And it, it says in Matthew 15 that they'd been... Uh, the money that they could have used to help their father and mother, they were devoting it to God, sounded very good. But actually, Jesus says, that nullifies the word of God. You hypocrites. Ouch. That's a bit like us, you know, collecting 10 boxes for a big red box, but not caring for the elderly people in our own family. Let's not be hypocrites in our own circle because there's a blessing to be had if we care for older people. And if you're an older person yourself, I would encourage you, be honest with your family. Speak to them. Ask them for the things that you need that concern you. Obviously, there needs to be a balance of resources within families, but We need to have those difficult conversations. If you're an older person, plan for your future. Make a will. Be realistic as well as trusting in God to provide for you. And find that courage to have that difficult conversation. And I can't talk about aging without mentioning the massive social challenge of dementia. I know in our church there are many families dealing with this and trying to support someone who is suffering from dementia. And this can be a devastating issue for families. And often there's a shame involved to it because somehow as a family we feel like we should be able to cope. But actually it's, it's full of complex issues and decisions between safety and freedom, care and boundaries. And those conversations, those difficult decisions are hard to make within families. My own story is that eight years ago, my mum and dad came to live with us. We were very blessed that we had 
the resources to do that. Not everybody can. And overall, it, was a, it has been a brilliant experience. My mum still lives with us. This weekend, we had four generations under our roof, and there's much joy in that. But there has also been some difficult moments. My dad had dementia and became very physically frail. And I remember so clearly the morning I went into my mum and dad's room. My mum was helping my dad get dressed and was explaining again to him that today was the day he was going to go into residential care, that we couldn't physically care for him anymore at home. We were all in tears, heartbroken. It was one of the hardest decisions we've ever had to make as a family. But God's grace was with us and with my dad and Good people cared for him, and actually he died peacefully within a few weeks. So I know if you're supporting an elderly person in your family, that that is difficult and painful. And I would urge you to share your pressures, maybe in your small group, maybe speak to one of the pastors, email me, uh, go to the welcome desk, connect with us, because we want to support you. And I'm hoping that maybe in the new year we can connect some of you together. We have some really wise, experienced people amongst us as a church, and we'd love to find ways for you to support one another and meet together and encourage one another. Maybe you'd like to come to the pastoral care clinic and receive prayer the first Monday of the month. Don't deal with this by yourself. I'd also like to recommend some great resources on the Pilgrim Friends website, pilgrimfriends.org.uk. This is a Christian charity. They specialize in resources for people caring for older people. And they've written books and they've got publications and leaflets. It's a brilliant resource if this is something that you are dealing with at the moment. So we have a responsibility in our circle We also have responsibilities here in our church. Timothy 5 says, Don't rebuke an older man harshly, but exhort him as if he were your father. Treat younger men as brothers and older women as mothers. We are family. We're meant to support one another and encourage one another. This is a diversity issue. We want as a church to be welcoming to older people as well as younger people. And you know, it's never too late to come to faith. We want to see older people growing in their faith across the church. We've seen a couple of older people get baptized uh, this year, which has been brilliant. Let's not give up on sharing our faith with older people. We run a brilliant ministry called Wednesday Welcome for older people in our community. And if you'd like to know more about that, please look in your news sheet, go to the welcome desk. We have capacity for more older people to join us in this ministry and make friends and grow in faith. Let's include older people in what we do here at church. 
but let's also reach out to our wider community. We all know someone elderly in our road, in the block of flats that we live in near us. And they have needs. You know, over 500,000 older people in our country are neglected or abused every year. 1.6 million pensioners live below the poverty line. Over a third of older people live in one room to try and reduce their heating bills. That's tragic. You know, recently John Lewis did their Christmas ad and uh, they pictured an old man living on the moon, so isolated and far from those who could bring him joy and friendship. And you know, our vid- video budget didn't quite stretch to John Lewis's. Uh, I think they spent a million pounds on their video. But let's listen to some of our older uh, members of Kings and see what are the challenges that they're facing in their lives. Uh, challenges of growing older has been uh, loneliness. Sometimes I get so lonely because the family have left, even though they visit a lot. But I wish everyone was with me. I might be selfish, but that's how sometimes I feel that I wish all of them were with me, especially when uh, I lost my husband or my husband was no more. When you are getting older, you won't be doing, you won't be able to do the sort of things you were doing when you were younger. Well, you have to make quite an effort because you tend to want to stay in and um, get a little bit uh, lazy, I would say. I just like, once I come out and I get a phone call and visit a friend, it's absolutely wonderful. When you get older, uh, people, especially the young generation, they don't have respect anymore. They look on you, uh, you don't, as if you don't have any sense. People say, oh, look at that old lady, what she's doing. So I have to be very careful how I do things, how I talk, how to embrace people, and, how, and also to be happy all the time, knowing that because I'm in Christ, the joy and the peace, the fruit of the Spirit, I have to remember and I have to know that God is always with me regardless. Uh, the challenges as well, I find, is that um, I like to be involved with young people, people of all ages. And uh, normally you find that the young wants to be with themselves, the old with themselves. But the old also want to be a little part of the youth as well. So we have a lot to give to the young, and the young has a lot to give to the old. One of my challenges is that my children, the way I speak is different from them. So I have to learn to be on their level. Otherwise, we don't see eye to eye because the way I was brought up is different from the way they were brought up. So I have to learn to come to their level, to listen to them more, to encourage them to them, to encourage them. And especially we parents, we don't know how to say sorry. But now, I say sorry to them now. You're on your own most of the time. And you have got to calculate when you want to go out, what you're going to go out for, and 
your finances and so on, you have to uh, adjust. That adjustment, that loneliness, you know, we can make a difference to that. We can reach out to people in many small and big ways and make a difference in their lives. You know, Jesus, right at the end of his life, he reached out to his own mother. He was on the cross. He was taking upon himself all that was necessary that we could be saved. And he remembered his mother. He said, woman, here is your son. And to the disciple John, here is your mother. And from that time on, this disciple took her into his home. He remembered an older person. And you know, if we say that we follow Jesus, we need to remember those who are elderly around us. I'm sure John, when he became a disciple, he wasn't bargaining on looking after an older lady. But actually, all of us, if we follow Jesus, are called to honor and respect and reach out to the elderly amongst us, in our circle, in our church, in our community. You know, often we don't do that because we're, we're not sure how to, or we don't do something because we can't do everything. But whether it's just knocking on a neighbor's door, inviting them to a carol service, doing some shopping for someone, uh, just having a conversation, inviting them around for a mince pie, you know, we can make a big difference to the people around us. Jesus' story was that he left heaven to live a compassionate life. He died a, gruel, a cruel death, yet that wasn't the end of his story. There was a glorious resurrection. He came back from the dead. And his story gives us hope for the last chapter of our lives. And it gives something we can share with older people, that this life, this body is not all there is. That if we trust in Jesus, if we put our hope in him, we will have an eternity, a joy to come. The Age UK current campaign challenges us that no one should have no one. And that's what I pray for us as a church, that none of the elderly people that we know will have no one because we will be that someone who reaches out to them, who brings hope and purpose, that introduces them to Jesus, that includes them in our story and the story of King's Church. Amen. <laughs>